latest episode of the Two Robbies podcast, your destination for in-depth discussion, analysis of every single Premier League match week. I'm Robbie Musto, he's Robbie Earth, and we're at Old Trafford, my friend. Yes, we, we had are. our first opening weekend of the Premier League mm-hmm. season here on location. We've yep. had a brilliant, brilliant time, but let's start with the game that we've just witnessed here. Manchester yep. United <clears throat> did find a way to beat Wolverhampton Wanderers mm-hmm. 1-0. What did you think of the game? My takeaway is that the three points are the most important thing that Manchester United get from the game in terms of performance, in terms of style of play, of controlling the play. I didn't see a lot of that, Rob, and that was disappointing and I wouldn't say alarming, but maybe, you know, there's definitely work to, to be done. And we started the show when Rebecca asked us about, you know, what Manchester United might have to do to get back to being challenging at, at the top. And I said, one of the things I talked about, Rob, was there used to be, when, back in the day when we came here, there was a fear factor about playing Manchester United. And I felt that the next step for Ten Hag's team is to get that fear factor back to, oh, we're playing Manchester United, we've got to be at our game. Today was another reason when I would look at it and think, people won't fear United based on that performance today. They I, won the game. I mean, but, to be fair, their record at Old Trafford, I, I, Absolutely. I, believe, I think they've, they've unbeaten yeah. the last 30 games or something. Correct. So, so it yeah. has got better. Yeah. But um, I just, it was just surprising, Rob. Just the, the, the I don't know, the level of the, the performance that we, that we might have expected, mm. the football, the quick football. They've got new players to give the, boot, the fans a little bit of a boost. It was just slow. And Wolverhampton Wanderers, of course, deserve a ton of credit yeah. for the way that they play. They look fitter. They look stronger. They looked, they, they, I thought they were first to second balls. Um, and it was just a very below par Didn't performance chances, from Manchester United. Mm. One little bit of quality from Bruno yeah. Fernandes gets in. Juan Bissaka brings the ball back, of course. And they, and they score the winning goal from, uh, from Rafael Varane mm. um, and up winning the game. We quickly have got to talk about the the no call on the penalty. penalty Nana came yeah. out and took out Kalazic, the yeah. wall striker. Um, we both thought very strongly that, that should have been a penalty kick. Yeah. Referee on the field said no. VAR said Not no. Not clear obvious and obvious error. Error. Yeah. I mean, Tim Howard didn't feel that it was he, as well. He, he felt from the goalkeeper's point of view, you don't, don't get, get them given. given. Maybe if the header is going towards goal, it's possible that maybe you think, man, I still think it's a foul by the goalkeeper on attacker in the yeah. box, and any foul in the box is a penalty kick. That's how I looked at it, Rob. But yeah. I can see maybe what, why others might see it a little bit yeah. different. Uh, and listen, sometimes in the first first game of the, game of the season, yeah. teams haven't found their full form. Mm-hmm. I've got to be honest, I don't think Manchester United look fit and we can go, we're going to briefly talk about some other games yeah. that we saw. And we saw teams that did look fit, really mm. strong, at it, athletic. Manchester United just looked a little short of what you might expect, given the first game here at Old Trafford against a team that I, I think we think are going to get, <laughs> yeah. get relegated. But that was not, that was such a good performance. We just spoke to Gary O'Neill, who was mm. very pleased with the way his team played. Um, but they ended up losing the game. We've got a special podcast from, mm. as you say, Touchline here at, at Old Trafford. And I just want to sort of take a view of, of the weekend, Rob, from, from since we've come back. It's been brilliant to be at the games, and we started at Burnley on Friday. We finished here at Manchester United on, on the Monday. Just in terms of the games, Rob, what surprised you most about the games generally, or individual games, or pers- a player that you've seen? What surprised you on, on this trip? Well, I, I think there's a couple of things that stand out to me right now. The atmosphere... <laughs> God, it was loud. Yeah. At St. James's Park for Newcastle mm-hmm. United. And we know what's going on at that club. We yeah. know the progression they've made. We know how they finished. They got Champions League football. We know they got a new player in midfield, Sandro Tonali, that looked excellent. Yeah. Fans love him. Can do a little bit of everything in midfield. He scores after, like, was it four or five minutes? Yeah. Um, and then the way that they went on in the second half to really overpower Aston Villa. Mm. Um, Alexander Izak looks good. 
Look, I mean, he did yeah. last year yeah. as well, but he, he I thought, he, I mean, he's got the potential to, to, to be a really fantastic Top striker class. because yeah. of the way he can play his pace, his skill, he took his goals really well. That and Chelsea. You know, maybe we'll get into some of the details, yeah. but I thought Chelsea surprised me at how good, how connected they looked, given how young they are, how new they are. And, of course, against a, a really fancy team in Liverpool. What about what were your big surprises? Well, my surprise was, uh, I'll go with you with Newcastle and, and the atmosphere, and many people are probably thinking that Newcastle won't be top four this year, maybe with Champions League. Yeah. I'll tell you what, they're, they're a fit team, Rob. And you look squad. through this squad, squad, these two players virtually for every position. Eddie Howe's got depth with that club. Mm. That group, and I'm going to go to a Liverpool player, Dominic Sabozlai, oh, yeah. who was yeah. the name that was yeah. bought in, seventy-six million dollars from Leipzig, Hungarian international. Read a lot about him, didn't know that much about him. Wow, Rob, seeing him in the flesh, yeah, close up, close up, touch, pace, strength, ability, endurance, lasted the ninety minutes. Yeah, physicality, stuck, tackling, loved the intensity of the Premier yeah. League. Looks like an absolute diamond that, that Jurgen Klopp's got there. Yeah, and just on that midfield, Alexis McAllister is another player that is going to be really, really good for Liverpool. I mean, transfer news, missing out on Moises Caicedo. I understand, this, again, it's difficult to get all the news yeah. that he might have missed out on Romeo Lavia as well from Southampton. Also going to yeah. Chelsea. Again, I don't think that's confirmed yet, but that's pretty remarkable. Um, but no, they, they were surprising. Liverpool, you know, a little surprising how they dropped off a little bit second in the second half. half. But again, I, I, when we played, mate, yeah, sometimes... Yeah, isn't it? You takes know, you I two or three games. Yeah, in the first game, you're thinking, what was their pre-season like? How are we going to shape up? And, and some teams have looked stronger than, than others. Talk to me about maybe a couple of things that disappointed you. People, teams, situations that dis disappointed uh, uh, since we've come back. I, I expected a little bit more fight from Burnley, Rob, in that, in that first game when yeah. you were promoted again and the fans there, they were waiting, they were desperate to, to cheer for their team. Mm. Of course, it's a difficult assignment when you play Manchester City. Thought they might have given a little bit more fight. Um, I think Aston Villa's second half, I remember at half-time in that game saying, wow, this is even. So, yeah, so, Aston so Villa up, yeah. looked really, really good mm. as well. Their high line was a problem. So that surprised me how they kind of fell apart a little bit in the second half. And I've got to say this game, Manchester mm. United is the biggest surprising disappointment yeah. given what I expected here, Rob, with the mm. football and with Ten Hag's improving the squad again and, and the first game of the season here at Old Trafford. I, I was I was really surprised that it didn't really get much better in the second half, no. but they were they were fortunate to get all three points. Yeah, I, I have to say Manchester United was, was would be my disappointment more that they were playing Wolves. We're talking about the next step. The team, it's looking more like a Ten Hag team. Mm. You know, I didn't ever feel there was a, there was a five or six minute spell where they were comfortable, where they were in charge, where I thought, oh, now this is a domination. And if Wolves had better forwards on the pitch, they might well have. Won the game. Can I can I just chuck at you another surprise? Yeah. It, maybe it's in your little list of, of, of things to, to talk about, but how about Spurs? Mm. How about Spurs without Harry Kane and with their new manager, Ange Postacoglu? Well, I want to talk Spurs and Chelsea, Rob. Rebuild. Let's do it. Rebuilds. Oh, Stop, yeah. And stars with Spurs, Ange Postacoglu yeah. <laughs> takes, takes his team to, to Brentford, plays in, in a shape and a style, Rob, that is fascinating. Our, our viewers are going to really enjoy yeah. seeing them. On the flip side... There's going to be days that I don't think things are going to go particularly well if, if they're going to continue to play that way. Well, I think they are going to continue to play that way. Mm -hmm. Postacoglu from day one has said, we want the ball. Yeah. I want players that play the ball forward. I want to attack at all times. And I'm thinking, love that. That's yeah. so great and that's so different to what Spurs are used to. <laughs> and he did it. Yeah. And he did it. I mean, he had full-backs playing like central midfield players. Absolutely. So often, you know, that one fullback will come into midfield. We've seen that millions of times from different teams this year. He has both of them. Both fullbacks 
play in the middle of the park. So he leaves two centre-backs. Both centre-backs, right? but they're not back, Rob. They're, they're right up there as well. I know. It's it, incredible. It is, uh, and then the midfield players go into the front line. You've got wingers that... Are, it's all-out attack. And, yeah. and i got to think it's a calculated gamble. You know what? We are going to get caught sometimes. And we're going to concede some goals, as they yeah. did. But I think the, the, the thought of possession, we love it. We want to have the ball. It's good for the fans to watch it. I think they're going to be a fun ride. Maybe more suited to, to Tottenham players as well than the star we've seen under Jose and Antonio Conte. Yeah, and why not? But why not play like that one? Let's just touch back on Chelsea again, because I, I, I was super impressed with them. Saw them in the Premier League Summer Series. Potential, we keep saying there's a lot of potential there. I think some of that might be brought forward with, with Pochettino. Rhys James and, and Ben Chilwell in the wide areas, really Rob. Really Excellent. Good. Enzo Fernandez took really another, another level. Nicholas Jackson is going to be a threat in the top areas of the, of yeah. the pitch. Yeah. And there was one thing that stood back. We were sitting behind the dugouts. We, we had, you know, privileged seats so we could see the action. But the other thing that really hit me, Rob, is that Mauricio Pochettino I knew you were is say. a comfortable, just sat there like a, like he he's, looks he's in like charge. Yeah, he's in charge of this football club, Rob. And when he says to the substitutes, "Go and make, make a run," they all get up and run. They don't mess about. They don't take the time. Mm. He's a gaffer. They've got a boss now who can who can take this group mm. forward. I'll tell you what. That midfield now with Moises Caicedo, Enzo mm. Fernandez, mm. that's stunning, really. And it, and it's got all kind of. I maybe love you. Need. And maybe Lavra as well, but young, yeah. young, young, good players at this club. I feel like they're, they're setting themselves up for, for many seasons mm. of, of really good play. Wide areas, little concerning, whether it's Mikhail Mudrik, yeah. that's shown us flashes, Madueke is another a young player. Raheem Sterling, Rob, let's quickly on him. Yeah. What? He looked a little out of sorts, not, out of not place. Quite. I, I don't like him on the right-hand side, Rob, because when he comes in field on his left foot, he's, yeah. not, he's not got... No. I like him when he plays on the totally. left, coming in on his right foot. Dimension. He can bend things, he can play off the centre-forward, he can give yeah. and go with his midfield players. So, tactically, we'll just keep an eye on that, whether, whether he will stay on that right-hand side of the pitch or whether Pochettino we, we, sort of put him on the left. We've chatted a times about who's got the hardest job in terms of yeah. you know, turning these teams around. Yeah. I think we've got... Actually, I think I might have flip-flopped a couple of times on mm. it. After watching them, I mean, they've both got big jobs on. Yeah. And they both seem to be... I, I'm just thinking Chelsea are ahead in that. I think Chelsea... I think Ange Postacoglu's got a slightly harder yeah, job than Pochettino. Yeah, I thought it was the other way around. I thought it was the other way around. That's fair where, play. That's where I'll go on them. Mm. Just themes, Rob, and, uh, for, for this weekend. And, and, and one of my themes is strong managers. Strong management is coming into football. And, and let me give you a couple of examples. At half-time, Manchester City, 2-0 up. Erling Haaland's got two goals. Pep Guardiola steams across the pitch, jumps into him, has a real go at him, and turns a, make, pushes the, the camera, camera away and, and has words to say, strong words. Is he doing it for effect? Possibly. But the other thing I would say more importantly is, everybody's looking at Man City. They've won the treble. They've won the Champions League. Is it a little bit of a, a, an off-season this season? This manager is going to drive this team to the four straight Premier League titles that gives him a record. Strong management was part of this weekend. Give us another one. Jurgen Klopp to Mo Salah, the great goal scorer, 30 goals every season. <laughs> Mo, off you come. I'm going to put Doak. This is strong Do management. This is just managers I'm just going to put Doak on, the, a young, young 18-year-old kid. On you come. Mo Salah taking his things off as he goes pushing. His. Strong managers, Rob, are in this league now where players have probably a little bit more power but the, the gaffer in charge 
runs the football club. What about Ange Postacoglu when he, when he brings off a player yeah. that's had a nasty, a, a goal-scoring right player, Christian Romero, that scores a goal that, that looks not right, quite right, and concussion. he wouldn't even have yeah. anything. Just, off you just come, come on, it? So that's another and, example. And after said, the welfare of the player is more important yeah. than winning the game. Brilliant. You know, it's your first game in charge. So, yeah, yeah some, some strong managers, Rob. Yeah. We'll keep a look if that becomes a theme over the course of the season. You want to talk to me a bit about one area of the pitch, aren't you, that you, you well, feel that, 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 that maybe people are starting to pay more attention to. Yeah, you know what? Sometimes each season there's something that I look forward to, whether it's new managers, whether yeah. it's new strikers in the league. This preseason, it's been about midfield players. It's been about central midfield mm. players. Mason Mount, not one of the better kind of Premier League First debuts bonus, for his new yeah. club today. I talked about Sandro Tonali, of course, Newcastle United. Yeah. So you talked about yeah. McAllister. You know, it, it's an area that most of the big boys need help. And, mm. and we know that because of the, the fighting to get Moises Caicedo yeah. to the giant club. So whichever big club you, th you think about right now, the big ones, they, they've invested in midfield players. And the way that teams are playing now with this kind of two number eights that get forward, that has been the key position for mm. the summer transfer market for some of the big boys. And I thought there was mixed results. Tonali is going to be interesting. Yeah. He's going to be interesting when he really gets to speed. Um, but I think, like you said earlier, Sobazai was impressive as well. So just to wrap up, mate, we, um, our choices were you picked Arsenal to win the title. Yeah, I, think, I, I went think, Manchester City. Yeah. Still, still okay? Yeah, Day one I, in, I, you, you, you like, you're okay? You yeah, like it wasn't what you great see? from Arsenal. Arsenal weren't at their does best. The just on the that one, does the goalkeeper situation give you any kind no. of... Riot coming in, some are suggesting that the number one spot might be up for grabs. How might that affect the back? Well, line? I think it's one or two ways, Rob. The, the, the positive way is that the now uh, Aaron Ramsdale is, like, super at it. And he mm. keeps him on his toes. Mm. And if there's any kind of slackness or complacency in his training or in his games, he's going to be at it. Yeah. The other way it could go is that, oh, hang on a minute. You know, I, 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 you've brought somebody else in. Could, there, could, it, could the dressing room, be, dressing room be a little bit affected by that competition? I wouldn't. I think it's more the former of those yeah. two points. Yeah. Um, but that's something to keep a very close eye on, yeah. I picked Man City. They went to uh, Burnley. Um, Didn't play brilliantly, but got the job done. Erling Haaland, two goals. We know he's a threat. Roger gets another clean sheet. Everything that you would expect is happening there, and I, I still I, think they're the team. To, they're going to be the team, to, be beat the team to beat Rob. I think there's just so many little things that might go wrong. Can they get a record that's never been done before? Yeah. Is this team going to kick on after reaching the promised land with the? Yeah, no Mares, no Gundogan. They've got been a little big, bit fewer big, goals yeah. off the bench now. Yeah. Is that squad going to be a little bit weaker when it rotates? Will they drop mm. more points? I just think that that somebody else might nick them, and the mm. best of the rest for me still is Arsenal. So I'm still going for them for the title. Listen, mate. Great Great weekend as ever. Oh, I loved I it. Mean, loved it, loved Old it. Trafford, you can rain as much as you want. We're going to still keep coming. We'll be back next weekend for match week two when we'll have more of a normal podcast. We'll, we'll run through the teams. Yeah, a bit, a bit we'll longer, have a bit yeah. longer and take a second look at things. But for now, I'm Earl. He's Musty together with the two Robbies. Thanks for watching and listening. Be safe, stay healthy. It's a good night from me. And it's a good night from him. Good night. Good night.